Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And uh, I appreciate everybody uh, that, that's checking out this podcast right now. We are uh, doing this podcast live. So I ask that everybody that's checking this out, uh, before we get started, go ahead and hit that like button. And if you're new to the State of the Saints podcast, I ask that you subscribe. But I mean, look, if you don't want to subscribe at the end of the program, then, you know, it's cool. OK, but, uh, you know, those that probably checked out the State of the Saints podcast, never subscribed before, uh, feel free to do so. All right. So on this edition, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Saints fans. Um, the reason I decided to do a topic about this, and if you're looking at it, uh, the topic is why are Saints fans afraid of the future? Like, why are they? so nervous about the new orleans saints going forward and you know the reason i came up with this is because you know i spent some time on social media on today um and i was on twitter and the topic of conversation came up because i tweeted out uh that you know i'm not so concerned about the new orleans saints in 2022 i said you know the new orleans saints uh should be fine even though they don't have drew Brees and they don't have and you had a lot of Saints fans that chimed in that talked a little bit about how they felt the team was going to go and they said that they'd never seen success outside of Sean Payton and Drew Brees and a lot of people start going back to you know the 90s and 2000s when the Saints weren't very good and they're saying that we're going to revert back to that you know the first thing I have to say to anybody that feels that way is I just got a simple question for you. Why even be a fan of the team? Like, if you don't feel like the team can grow, if you don't feel like the team can develop, if you don't feel like the team can take that next step outside of Sean Payton and Drew Brees, why even be a fan? And better yet, why be so pessimistic about it? You know, like, it's hard for me. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to get upset about something I've never seen. I haven't seen it, right? When you are preparing yourself for the worst, I mean, when it happens, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, okay, let me say this. What if it doesn't happen? You know what I'm saying? And you're preparing for the worst. I rather reserve my judgment, all right? But this will happen when people see any type of change. When me personally, I'm from the Wolves, right? Y'all know this. I'm from the Wolves, right? And I know that there's some things the people in New Orleans and people in Louisiana, the state, people have a, a problem with change. I don't know if it's just the, the state or the South or whatever, but anything that resembles change in any way, shape, or form, you have a, a, a vast few individuals that just refuse to want to conform because they're so used to how things were at that particular time and they feel like, it's never going to get better than that. I look at the New Orleans Saints as a team going forward with a lot of possibilities, endless possibilities if you ask me, right? I cannot hold on to what one coach has brought to this organization. It just feels like, oh, the bottom is going to fall out because he's not here anymore. I've seen on several occasions where coaches leave an organization, rather they step down, or rather they get fired and the next guy comes in and it pushes him over that threshold for example uh we look at 
Jimmy Johnson, when he uh, developed, you know what I'm saying, the Dallas Cowboys. In comes Barry Switzer, a college coach, then have any NFL experience. And they still won a Super Bowl with him. Why? Because the Dallas Cowboys had the pieces in place in order for them to make a championship. Keep that in mind, I just said that. Then you move to the 2000s. You had Tony Dungy, who helped to assemble the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All those good uh, draft picks that he had. You had Derrick Brooks, you had Warren Sapp, you had John Lynch. So you had a, a guy on every level. And you had an average to, I guess, bottom, you know what I'm saying, below average offense. But Tony Dungy leaves, in comes John Gruden, and the next year they win a Super Bowl. Good team, right? You fast forward to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Andy Reid leaves, right? Goes to Kansas City, right? Five straight NFC championship games. Out goes Andy Reid. In comes Doug Peterson. One year after, you know what I'm saying, they, they make the playoffs, they end up going to the Super Bowl. I say that to say this. You can't be afraid of change. If you believe that the Saints have the right pieces in place defensively, if you feel like they got the right front office staff, then why sit somewhere be shivering around the corner because Sean Payton isn't there anymore? That's all I'm saying. Well, TJ, back in 1992, back in 1994, back in 97, man, we ain't win nothing, bro. Times change. Times change, man. I, I don't understand this. Like, imagine this. I'm asking everybody to imagine this. Imagine somebody holding you accountable for things that you did 10, 15 years ago. Think about that. Think about if you're not at your best 10, 15 years ago. Let's just say that you wasn't making the best decisions. Let's say if you weren't out here, you know what I'm saying, striving to be the best version of yourself. Like, would you want somebody to be holding you accountable for that 15 years later after you figured things out, after you became a better version of yourself, after you start to make conscious decisions, would you want somebody to hold you accountable for that? In no way, shape, or form of anything in this world, we will relate how we're looking at the New Orleans Saints to. We won't relate. We won't try to do this in our own life. We won't try to do it anywhere else. Regardless to if it's our lives, our relationships, we would never do those things. But because it's the Saints, and we probably have seen, you know what I'm saying? Like, we probably seen other teams fall off the cliff when another coach leave. Or the fact that, like I said, we never seen this type of success outside of Sean Payton. But I believe in this organization. I am not naive. Okay, anybody that's been following the show, anybody that's been following this podcast, you already know. I'm not naive. I'm pretty much a straight shooter. I, I lose subscribers sometimes because I am such a straight shooter. It is hard for me to sit in a corner and shiver in fear and be concerned about something I have not seen yet. Now, if the bottom falls out and the Saints aren't as good, then, you know what I'm saying, I would approach it accordingly. But some people, I guess they want to jump out the window just in case they're right. They can be like, man, I've been told y'all. I've been told y'all. But as for me, I'm reserving my judgment. I believe in this organization. Mickey Loomis is still with this organization, still the general manager. The same general manager who found Sean Payton. So who's to say that Mickey Loomis, you know what I'm saying? We know that he can find success. Who's to say that he can't do it again? That's all I'm saying. I mean, that, that's, that's how I feel about it. 
But thank you all so much for being here. Um, what I'm gonna do is, man, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna open up the phone lines tonight. I'm gonna let people chime in. Uh, my question is to you: Is how do you feel about this 2022 season? Are you concerned? Um, how do you feel about it? You know, I, how, how how do you feel? Do you, are you happy about it? Are you nervous about it? I want to hear from you. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and put the link down in the chat. Feel free to chime in. Would love to hear what you all have to say. But in the meantime, I'm gonna read a few of these comments. And uh, we'll just go ahead and take it from there. Uh, yo, yo, TJ, what you do? Uh, who you be with? Where you be at? <laughs> you know this. Who that? Uh, these youngins <laughs> have never known life without Breeze and Peyton. Fear of the unknown. Uh, they were looking for splash hires to soothe them. I honestly believe that, too. I honestly believe that people were looking for sexy selections. You know what I'm saying? They they uh, if they didn't have sexy selections, then they wanted Dennis Allen. And they wanted Dennis Allen for all the wrong reasons. The reason why people are so nervous now is because they thought that Dennis Allen was going to be Sean Payton 2.0. And he was just going to be the only thing that was going to change about the organization. But when they start to see him bring other guys in as coordinator and looking at other guys as offensive coordinator, that's when they start to get scared. You know, it's like one of those situations where somebody tell you, oh, man, make yourself at home. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, somebody really make themselves at home and they move that couch from the middle of the floor to towards that window. Hey, man, what you doing, man? Oh, well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. That's the way it looked like. So now people are afraid. Now you're starting to see that this man is starting to make it his team. And I have absolutely no problem with that. I have absolutely no problem with that. But that's the thing. Saints fans, some of you are afraid of change. And it's ridiculous. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go to Chosen, man. Chosen, how you doing, man? Whoa, what's good, TJ? What's going on? What's going down, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Thank you for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, what you got for me? Always, brother. Always glad to be part of the show. Um. I feel like this season, bro. Um, I I feel I feel how I feel when Drew Brees retired. I'm more excited, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to see what could we do without what we have. And we always get these little tad bit, you know, these little sample sizes of what we can do before right. that following year it actually come to pass. So we seen it when Drew Brees mm -hmm. went out, and then we played without him after he retired. Then we see Sean Payton catching COVID. And then we were able to coach without him and win the game. So, you know, credit to the to the coaching staff. But I'm more excited to see what's gonna be, man. I'm not gonna be one of those downers, even though I wasn't around in the nineties and I don't remember the Aaron Brooks um era. Like I tell people, my first Saints game was um in 06 when um Reggie Bush got flatlined. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Against Philly. That was my very right. first Saints game. And ever since then, I was like, okay, I like this. This this is football. <laughs> right. But, okay, I like this. So, I, I, I that's all I know with the Sean Payton, Drew B's era. And I feel like if I could be optimistic and, and be ready for change, then so could the guys who had to endure – you know what I'm saying? Like you, I always laugh about how you bring up the time when <laughs> you was like, "Don't nobody want to see them old state uniforms." That was depressing times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, I don't man. Y'all used to get clowned just for wearing the same yeah, jacket. Now when I'm That's at work, truth. all you see is the Florida leaf. It's like you whatever pride, right. bro. Like if you got that on, right. that's that's saying something. You got something to talk right. about. But like you said back then. 
you know, you wouldn't <laughs> you you wouldn't want to be found nah. dead rocking those things. Nah, no, no, no way, no way, <laughs> not yeah, in those I'm days, man. More, yeah, I'm just more excited, bro. I'm just more excited of what the teams come. I feel like everybody should, you know what I'm saying. Reserve their judgment as well, which I know everybody yeah. different, but if, yeah, everybody should wait to see. We don't know. Like we said that about James. You know, what James is going to do? Did he come back? Now we love him, man. Now we want right. him to get signed over yep. Russell Wilson and Aaron. We don't even hear people talking about that. Everybody root for James, you know? Right. And so we just have to wait and see, bro. Like, change not always bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we can do it. We, we can do it. You know, we still got some of those guys who – like you said, who found Sean? You know, the Mickey Loomis is out there. We had a um like the, the, the talent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it's time to jump ship and rebuild every time the Saints make a drastic change. Like it's not right. time to just bail out because when we start doing good, you know, we keep those receipts. We hear the chatter. Yeah. And right. like you said weeks ago, bro, last few shows before I go, you said we gonna see who the real Saints fans is yeah, in man. the building, bro. Right. It ain't no more when it guaranteed when the, the NFC side wide open. So it ain't no yep. more guaranteed wins and Sean Payton and we the underdogs, but they got Sean Payton. Now we just we 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 you know we we in a dog fight with everybody else. We don't have right. those legends. And like I said, I just want whoever come in, don't compare them to Sean Payton, don't compare them to right. Drew Brees. It's a new era. It's a new yeah. era for Saints football. And I'm welcome. I'm excited to see what we're gonna do, bro. So I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I am too, man. Like I just want everybody to just go in with an open mind. You know, that's the best right. way. You know, like losing sleep and, and complaining about something that you ain't seen, man. It just it's just ridiculous to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that energy around me, man. You know, I, I don't I don't like that type of energy, man. I don't. Right, right. <clears throat> but hopefully. But hopefully, you know, like people will understand and, you know, give it a shot. But if they don't, man, I just feel like they're doing a disservice to themselves. And as well as, you know what I'm saying, like this, the this the overall, like, experience, man. It's like, yeah. Just, just like we say at work, bro, those doors are meant to keep, that gate is meant to keep people from coming in, you know what I'm saying, not right. going out. So if yeah. if you want to, if, if like I said, if if it's too much for you, you feel like you can't handle what we're gonna go through. If you feel like tough times ahead and it's not, it's not for you, then the door's always it's always there, bro. Like, but we here. The real fans, yeah. we here. We're gonna ride this thing to the to the wheels fall off. It, it's just like those Golden State fans, bro. Like yeah. when they finally won their first championship and they got curry, you watch those guys grow. You watch and you know what I'm saying? When they did the KD and Steph Curry comparison, yeah, KD not gonna be accepted like Steph because they watched this man grow. He went through the tough times. You know, so when they finally break through, you appreciate it. I don't want nobody to come jump on the bandwagon and, and rep the team when it's going good, then when it's going bad, to fall off, and when it's going good, to jump back on. Nah, man, hold us down. Hold us down. You know, that's that's yep. what that's that's what it comes to, man. But I appreciate you for having me, bro. I know you got other calls to get to. Shout out to everybody checking out the diss track. Yes, that was me, you know. <laughs> you know, shout out to everybody who, you know what I'm saying? We up to 170,000, man. I couldn't do it without my boy TJ with that video. You know, shout out man. to everybody who checked it out. Shout out to Juvenile, bro. Yes, the rapper New Orleans on Juvenile reposted it, bro. And DJs, people getting at me, bro. So your boy's on the up and up. I'm riding that wave right now. So oh, and a special <laughs> shout out. And a special shout out to Eli Apple. Boy, I can't have done without you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cooper Cup feel the same way, man. <laughs> but oh, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> hey man, th but uh thank you so much, man. I'm I'm happy, you yes, know, sir. that that you 
that you track, you know what I'm saying? Getting getting some getting some play, man. I mean, it, you did a really good job on that. And I'm just glad everything yeah. working out, man. So appreciate the call and uh good yes, luck sir. to you, man. Yes, sir. You too, man. Thank y'all, bro. Who that? All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Chosen, man. If you checked out on Twitter, you know, the you know, the <laughs> book of Eli. Y'all can check that out, man. It's on uh chosen uh, uh Kingston's page. Also uh, on my page, man. Y'all make sure that y'all get that man a follow and, and support him, man. I mean, it's a good track, man. So he man, he he definitely uh he definitely uh spit on that track, you know what I'm saying? He definitely did his thing. Uh we're gonna go to King Arthur. Uh King Arthur, how you doing, man? Man, whoa, now what's going on with your TJ? Man, how you doing, man? Uh thank you for being here, man. Look like it's cold where you at. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna see. It's it's the weather in Georgia, bro. Is literally like the Falcons. One minute they hot, the next minute they cold. You hear me? You don't know what you gonna get from it. Same thing with their fans. But anyway, yeah. um, shout out to Chosen with that diss track, bro. Like you said, uh, Cooper Cup wouldn't have been able to do it without without yeah, Eli. And for real, man, that's the real MVP right there. <laughs> but I do want to see this to you when I popped in your uh in your chat. And I'm sitting there, I'm reading some of the comments. I'm like, why is everybody tripping about like like we about to be the Lions or something? Yeah. Like, let me, I'm gonna just say this: Pete Carmichael stayed on, correct? Yeah, yeah, he did. In the years that that Sean Payton wasn't um doing most of the offensive play calling, the Saints mm -hmm. averaged 420 to 467 yards a game, dog, offensively, yep. and yep. that was Pete Carmichael mm -hmm. <laughs> doing that. Now we got a gunslinger. I've been watching. I've been keeping up with Jameis. That boy, hey, bro, his re, his rehabbing is going amazing. Yeah, man, he definitely hit a schedule, man. He's doing a really good job out there, too. Yeah. One thing I – like I told the teacher, I teach martial arts, too, bro. One thing I always tell my students, yeah. bro, can't nothing grow from a, com a, a comfort zone. You have to be yeah. uncomfortable in order to be able to make adjustments so you can grow. But our yeah. fans, it's just like with relationships and stuff like that, bro, they – they find themselves not wanting to start over yep. and consequently end up, end up acting against their own better judgment. And when you yep. do that, you find yourself in situations longer than you should be there. Yep. So what I'm saying is we got Pete Carmichael. We still got Christian Shaw. Do you, I'm going to ask you a question real quick, big dog. Do you think they're going to promote him to the defensive coordinator? I mean, I would. I mean, I would, you know, but here's, here's the reality about it, you know. Does anybody want to be in that role? Because they more than likely to be like, you know, how P. Carmichael was with Sean Payton. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator by title. But for <laughs> the most part, Sean Payton was the one that was doing the play call. So defensively, uh, you know, Dennis Allen most likely is going to be doing the play call. So does does that guy, uh, Ryan Nielsen or Chris Richard, like what these guys like want to just have that title? It's, it's not going to benefit them at all you know what i'm saying i don't think it's going to get them opportunity like because it's a title? yeah it's going to just be a title and it is going to be the same situation if the saints are successful defensively the same thing that every enemy is going through in kansas city you know if, if mm -hmm. defense look good whoever has that title they're not going to get the recognition because they're going to be like it's dennis allen because they've seen dennis allen play well against some of the top quarterbacks in the league they seen him you know what I'm saying shut out aaron Rodgers. they seen him shut out tom brady you know what I'm saying? So I don't think those guys are going to get a credit. That's why I feel mm -hmm. like they probably want to go out here and get somebody that probably is, you know, like a skill at a skill position, like linebacker or something like that, 
where they can actually grow and learn as a coordinator more so than just actually calling some plays because I don't see that happening. And I wouldn't want to do it. Like, think about it. Like, you just want to, you know, somebody to be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you this title of a, a assistant manager, right? You know what I'm saying? But at the same <laughs> time, no like, control. yeah, you ain't got no control over nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I don't I don't think that any one of those guys will want to do that. Maybe they will, but I don't think they're going to earn anything from it. Or, you know, I don't think any head coaching job is coming through because of it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think we're going to end up losing Christian Shaw because of that? No, I don't. Um, I don't think that we're going to lose him. Uh, I don't think you're going to lose him this year, I should say. Look, the dude is talented. You know, and it's only a matter of time before he become a head coach. Somebody's going to give him an opportunity, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, eventually it's going to happen. I mean, he got a, a interview for a defensive coordinator job, but, you know, they end up giving it to the defensive coordinator at Michigan for um, Baltimore Ravens. But, um, hey, man, you know, I think that the sky's the limit for this dude. But as long as he, he's figuring it out, I'm just glad he with the team. Because I don't think it's a coincidence that you start seeing guys in the secondary play some of the best football uh, of their careers when this dude hit the field uh, as their coach. So uh, I got a lot of respect for him. But, you know, I think that he's probably going to stay put. Uh, teams are pretty much like kind of getting their coordinators and uh, skill position coaches together right now. And I haven't heard his name. So most likely he's going to be coming back for another stint as the secondary coach. Right. Let me say this, bro, and then I'm going to let you go. I know you got the call. No, it's all right. You got such a nice nucleus, bro, of young mm -hmm. talent. You got a hungry Michael Thomas coming back. I don't care what people got to say about my dog. Right. I don't want out. We keep the receipts on the State of the Saints podcast. You hear me? We keep the receipts. Yeah. So yep. all y'all talking about, oh, Trey Michael Thomas. Oh, he, he a liability. He this, he that. Keep that same energy yep. when Jameis is throwing that boy 50, 60 yard bounds down the field and he mossing people. Keep that same energy. Yep. Yeah, I don't look, man, I don't pay attention. And you know, I don't pay attention. Nobody talking about trading Michael Thomas because if I hear somebody talking about trading Michael Thomas, I just automatically know that they don't know a damn thing about football. Because why in the world would you sit up here and be like, "We need to trade Michael Thomas"? We in cap hell. Do y'all realize that this dude has a cap number of what twenty three point five or something like that yeah. million dollars? You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. say basically would say like if they were to cut him like two million dollars. So you'll have this dude on the street a traded for two million dollars, and you and you'll take a, a, a crucial cap hit down the, down the stretch. That just makes no sense to me. So people that talk about trading Michael Thomas, just I just automatically know that they don't know nothing about football. To be honest with you. One more question, bro, and I'm gone. Mm -hmm. For the draft, do you think we should take two wide receivers or just one? One. I think they should get one wide receiver. And uh, maybe like go into free agency, try to find one. Ain't got he ain't got to be like on a, a level of an Allen Robinson or nothing like that, but somebody that they can actually you know do some things with. I, I still feel like they need to find themselves another uh wide receiver. I understand that Marquez Callaway, a solid number three, everybody's talking about, but man, they need they need better wide receiver play. And the way that it is, it's like if somebody was to go down for an extended amount of time. I don't trust a, a young rookie who still got to find himself a guy like Callaway. So I think that they need to get themselves a, a free agent wide receiver and draft one. You know, I'm not buying all this stuff about they need to get themselves a quarterback in the first round and all that kind of stuff. I don't think there's anything more important than trying to get yourself a wide receiver. Because I think that, mm -hmm. you know, the key, Pete Carmichael becoming the, 
offensive coordinator is just telling me everything that I need to know that they're going to try to bring James Winston back. Why would you like, why would you go out here and, and, and maintain, uh, you know, and keep P. Carmichael as your OC if you're not going to try mm-hmm. to sign Jameis Winston? I just think that you got to put two and two together. They need to go get a route running specialist, like somebody like a Calvin Ridley. Got a, got some wheels on them and can put right. the feet to you. I'm, I'm yep. sorry, put the feet to you. Nah, <laughs> but, man, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let the big dog. I just wanted to pop in, you know, send my little two cents. But I'm glad right, to man, see appreciate you it. still doing good, bro. I'm glad you got your new sponsorships and everything. I'm yeah, happy man. You, thank dog. you, man. Good. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. And thank you so much, man. And uh, man, you be safe out there, man. Stay warm. And I, I appreciate you uh stepping out, man, to talk to you, boy. You know it. Who that, baby? Man, who that, man? Keen Arthur, man, ladies and gentlemen. It's my guy right there, man. Been holding down for a long time. A lot of respect for that brother, man. Artist, man. He getting this, uh, he getting this Bruce Leroy on. You know what I'm saying? He's a karate. And, man, hey, there's, there's no limit to what that, that man doing, man. Shouts out to the brother. I'll read a uh, few comments, and then we'll go Donald. Uh, Ernest says, I have never seen flaky Saints fans like now that cannot remember a losing season following this team. Remember, nobody is bigger than a franchise. Ernie, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point, but like, like we've been saying the entire time, you have a, a lot of young Saints fans out here. So, I mean, think about this. And I, I mean, I know I say this quite a bit, but let's just say if you were 10 years old when Drew Brees first came to the Saints, you like almost 30. You know what I'm saying? You like 25, 26. So all you know is Drew Brees. All you know is Sean Payton. So you have to understand the, the demographic, you know, like who who's on Twitter. You know, you don't really see too many 50, 60 year olds on Twitter. You don't see too many late 40-year-olds on Twitter like that. It's a it's a young person's like social media thing, you know. So a lot of them are young, inexperienced, uh, and, and they talking, and it's not their fault, you know what I'm saying? Because it's hard for you to know about something that it, it never really, you know what I'm saying, relate never you never related to. It's hard. It's like somebody tell, talking to me about, oh, if uh I don't know. If we talking about Drew Brees being the best quarterback, man, I seen Terry Bradshaw. I ain't never seen Terry Bradshaw play in real life. The only Terry Bradshaw, the only thing I know about Terry Bradshaw is him being on Fox. You know what I'm saying? I pre- like he, he's won what four Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. He's a great quarterback, but I never seen him play. I never seen Roger Starback play. You know, I, I start to see towards the tail end of Joe Montana's career. So, I mean, I, I can't blame them for feeling the way that they do. But I do have a problem when they have these takes and they really don't do their research. Me, I'm a historian. If I don't know about something, I'm going to learn about it. I spend a lot of time like reading and doing research on, on football. You know, when I get behind this mic and in front of this camera, you know, I can tell y'all from a, you know, a, a different perspective. And, you know what I'm saying, I can kind of, you know, talk to you a little bit about it. But some people... They have no research. They don't do anything. They just go back and they just say the Saints were terrible because that's the narrative. You know, a lot of their, their narratives are being fed by the national media. You know, the, the national media said the Saints were terrible back in the day. They don't go back and do their research. And then they come and bring it to social media because they want to get that attention. 
they want you to they want to get that notoriety they want to get that that, that like and that follow you know what i'm saying because of their opinion but you know i just don't get it man i, I just think that it is it's it's very ignorant for a person to just have a hot take and i do research but me you know like i said man i i know what the saint i know what the saints have been and i know where they've been i know where they're going and i think it's in the right direction uh mocha says i wonder how true is the rumor that eric Bieniemy and patrick mahomes were clashing and don't get along i don't know if that's true or not i mean people say anything these days and sometimes they'll put those stories out there to try to keep people around if you know what i mean you know we we all seen this before you know they start putting things around there when a person get out of line or you know things start to happen stories start to come out so yeah we're gonna go to down Donald, what's going on man how you doing hey, man, how you doing all right how you doing Donald? man what you got for us i'm good well tj i'm not surprised by the topic i'm not yeah. surprised at all yeah hey, you know it's crazy you know, it, you know i'm just saying people don't like doing history no more like bro history is important yeah history has is. told us the saints it's taken the saints what 21 years till they first won the season Yep. It took us like what? <laughs> it took us like what? 10, 11 years to get our first win? Yep. I was actually at that yeah. game, man. I, I talk about that. I talk about the playoff. <laughs> man, I was at that game. Yeah. Man, when I was like 13. I remember that. Man, I'll never yeah. forget that. Yeah. Shouts out to my uncle uh, yeah. Jerry. I, I was out hey, there, man. My, I was out there yeah. with my brother, uh, my, my uncle Jerry, man. We watched that game, man. So yeah. shouts out to him. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's it. Hey, Aaron Brooks, Jim Haslett, Joe Horn. Yeah. Right. That was that was done. Ricky Ricky Williams. That was a whole different. That was a whole different era. Yep. Look at there. And then yep. Peyton came along. Breeze came along. Carl Michael came along. Everybody else fell in line. Yep. And that's just winning. Yeah. But hey, you grew up with the winning and the losing. A little bit of the losing. Yep. I'll go up the winning. But yeah, it, but, this is all good though. Yeah, but that all. I mean, gotta start somewhere, man. Like. You look at yeah, in the past, like yeah. in a, if you look at the '60s, right? So if you look at yeah. the '60s, you had the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers when they drafted yep. me and Joe Green back in 1968 or '69. That's when you start yep. to see the Steelers of the '70s start to emerge. That's, right. that's when you start Correct. to see like some of those top defensive yep. players. And then when you yep. you had uh, the Dallas Cowboys, man, yep. they used to stink before they got Tom Landry. Then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they got uh, Roger Starback and they got Drew Pearson. Yeah. So it has to start yeah. somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Saints had Sean Payton, they got Drew Brees, and now they're starting to, you know, get a, a, a winning reputation. So it has to start somewhere, man. The thing about yeah. it is we're actually we're actually within an era where the Saints yeah. have established themselves as a successful franchise, yeah. and now people feel like yeah. we're going to revert back to that because – and that's, not, and that's not gonna historically. Happen. Yeah, happen. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I don't get it. It's crazy. I don't. I don't. It's, it's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. I'm like, look, man. Yeah, but what, history is, uh, well, what do you think about that, Donald? Well, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Yeah. What, no, I'm talking about what you think about this season. Like, what, your your your. Well, this past season, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not surprised by none of it. I mean. I think it was gonna happen or it wasn't gonna happen. I'm happy right. that we went through it. I'm happy yep. that we actually fought through it, mm. which is a good thing. Yeah. But yep. today they don't want you to do nothing. They just want to, they want they are not winning. They ain't interested. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? 
It happens. So get over yep. it. Yeah, I mean, even with this season, it wasn't bad. You know, like it could have been a whole, it's a whole lot worse. Season. The Saints it's, it's could have been, yeah, win. yes, 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 yes. We that's had a winning truth. record. That's, yep. still, that's still good. I'm like, guys, we had a winning record. Yep. We would I mean, started. I don't, we I don't, I don't even know what the problem is. Yeah, four stone quarterbacks. We just had bad luck, injuries, offensive line. Four stone quarterbacks got hurt. A quarterback got hurt. You really had to put up with a lot of stuff, brother. Yeah, a lot. Look, it, it, Donald, it happens, man. And 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 it happens, and brother. Things change, it happens. And, and things change, yeah. you know, like ha- being being fearful about the future and, and what things are gonna be, you know, That's like okay. a lot of people, people you know aren't looking at people aren't looking at this season. They're just looking at no. the fact, oh, the Saints didn't make the playoffs, but they're not looking at yeah. all the adversity this team had to go through yeah. for them to yeah. be there in the end. They did what they were yeah. supposed to do in the end. The 49ers yeah. just won. If the 49ers yeah. would have lost, which they were down 17 to 3, the Saints would have been in the playoff. Yeah. So yes. after and they, all and they, that. They probably had a good shot. Yes. They probably had a good shot in the oh, playoffs. Oh, really good shot. It was, because it was wide open all year long. Yep. Yep. Wide open, man. On. Nobody was no no team stood out among the crowd this season. It was wide Listen, open in a playoffs reflected that. Yes. Yes, in, in, the, in the playoffs, this year was outstanding. That's this time, the first time in probably ten years has been this good. Yeah. The problem is the team. The team I thought the, that one Super Bowl. I didn't even pick them to get to the Super Bowl. I picked yep. the 49ers to get there because they yep. they had the formula. They just that they couldn't finish the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, but they yeah. they got it. They got it done, man. You know, I mean, talking about the yeah. Rams, you know. But hey, man, they picked the right. They picked the right time to beat the Rams because they they lost seven straight uh, to the yeah. 49ers. So. Um, man, you. look, I'm I'm excited about the future, man. Say, hey, 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 but, 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 so I got a question now. So I got a question though. Mm-hmm. What's up, what's going on with Pete Carroll? No, Pete Carmichael. I keep I keep seeing Pete Carroll. I got to leave my mind, man. <laughs> Pete Carmichael. They keep killing yeah. me. What's wrong with him, man? He don't know how to make his mind up. I'm still ticked off by it. Well, I, I'm not upset about it because what you what you think would happen there. Well, what I think what happened was I think Dennis Allen was trying to give somebody a fair shake. You know, I think he was trying yeah. to go out here and, 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 and hear from other guys, but I think he yeah. always wanted P. Carmichael to be his offensive coordinator. I feel yeah. like P. Carmichael was willing to step aside, uh, you know, yeah. in order to allow Dennis Allen to find that guy. And when he realized yeah. that, you know, yeah. maybe these guys aren't the right guys and not what I'm looking for, that's when he decided to try to go with P. Carmichael. But I think like, like it was like one it was like with the uh with Mickey Loomis, like with Mickey Loomis going yeah. out here interviewing all these guys, but in reality, yeah. it was Dennis Allen who was gonna get the job in the end. It, I feel like it was yeah, the same I'm, way uh, with But Pete I'm glad Carmichael. they did I'm glad they did it that way though. They took the yeah. time with the dead rush. Right. Yeah, the only the only candidate I liked that wasn't gonna be Pete was Scotty Montgomery. I didn't yeah. I don't want none of these other candidates. Yeah. Even even they went interview with Jay Gruden. I said, I don't want no Jay Gruden. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know what it was, no. man. Last time I, I heard about Jay Gruden, that man was a Jacksonville. I think he was high. Jacksonville. You no, know, I, I think he was high on a corner somewhere sitting on a curb, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that tell, look, they tell you everything you need to know right there that a coach can be drunk or high out of his mind, chilling <laughs> on a corner. I think, I don't know if he was rubbing a dog or, or you know what I'm saying, collaring yeah. with a lady or, or, or snuggling yeah. with a lady. I don't know what the hell going on, but the fact that a guy can get a job after that. And some of these yeah. brothers can't get no second opportunities. It's just amazing to me. Crazy. Brother. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> but 
But Donald, man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate that call. Now now it's on but now it's on the um, the defense coordinator. And my thing is it's probably gonna be Chris Richard. Yeah. Because he had history of being a defensive coordinator. And you know what? That's the perfect choice. Nothing against Ryan Nielsen, but he hasn't been experienced to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I think so, both of those guys yeah. being on your staff, your defense is better today. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like both of those guys. I got a lot of respect for them, and I'm, I'm glad and that, um, you know that they, crazy? they're going to stay. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? Again, you know, the difference between Dennis Allen and mm-hmm. Greg Williams, Greg Williams don't like adjustments, and Dennis Allen's like adjustments. That's why he's a head coach, because he yeah. can adjust. Greg Williams was never going to be a great head coach, because he don't like making adjustments. No. He's just doing his way. Biggie goes, yep. I tell everybody, leave your ego at the door. Get rid of it. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't hear it. You will, we, yep. you will keep up with the ego. Bye. Yep. I mean, yeah, you got to check ego at the door, man. There should be nobody bigger than the you. team. And you should you should always look out for the betterment uh, of the team. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. I, I, I and appreciate now, and the now it's on this quarterback, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I, yeah oh, man. I'm sorry, man, but I'm at, I have to go, man. But I appreciate it, Donald. Oh, yeah, go. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, you call back anytime, man. Appreciate that call. Oh, I will, man. Oh, I will. All right, All right. take it easy. Yeah. Man, shout out to Donald, man. Donald always uh, coming through with the facts. You know, I wanted to uh, make sure I get uh, a few more people some time a little bit, man, some of these comments. But Donald, man, like he always call in, always chiming in after games and when we have call-ins, man. So he always uh, dropping some facts, man, telling it like it is. Keep on telling it like it is, my brother. Uh, Paul says, me and Joe was the man. Yeah, me and Joe Green was an incredible talent, man. And, and he was that cornerstone player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and just like how Drew Brees was the cornerstone player for the Saints. You know, I mean, but that's just what happens, man. Like, something like the story has to start somewhere, right? You know, sometimes, like, you ever read a book and probably in the beginning of the book, probably get a little, you know what I'm saying, a little boring a little bit, but then you start to read some pages and then you start to get excited. You know, like you started getting excited about it, right? And you can't wait, you know what I'm saying, to like get through the book and see how it ends. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how it is with the Saints. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The story started off a little rough, but as you start to go through the pages, you start to see, man, this is a book that I like to read. The New Orleans Saints have a history that don't involve a lot of winning, but it had to start somewhere. You know, I mean, you think about the Packers, uh, you know what I'm saying? You think about the Steelers. 49ers like 49ers sucked in the 70s right you know what i'm saying they, they stunk then bill walsh comes in there with the west coast offense and the rest is history the cowboys you know what i'm saying towards the you know the 80s they stunk you know like jerry Jones comes get rid of legendary coach and tom, uh, and tom landry in comes jimmy johnson from miami and the rest is history they were the team of the nights it has to start somewhere folks it has to start somewhere so you have in 2006, you have the, this, this great quarterback and this great coach who we consider a great coach. Change the culture of the organization. But guess what, folks? All things must come to an end, man. You know, like, you know, I don't know how many religious people out here, but it's just like with Moses, right? You know what I'm saying? Moses led the children of Israel, you know what I'm saying? Like as long as he possibly came till it was time for him to go. And then Aaron had to pick up the staff and lead the children of Israel. After Moses, you know what I'm saying, wandered off into the wilderness. It happens, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the work don't go unfinished. Just means somebody else had to pick up the baton. And it's time for us to just understand that. And understand that change can be scary. You know, some of us probably, you know, got a brand new job, had to relocate. Now I don't know nobody. 
You know, it's just like when I first got to South Carolina, I ain't know anybody. It was a little scary, right? But then when I started to get my foot and started to establish myself, I started to know how to move. It happens, okay? Don't be afraid of change. Embrace it. <clears throat> uh, Mask Up Podcast. Uh, y'all check it out, man. It's available on uh, YouTube. I checked it out, man. Good stuff over there. Uh, we got to turn the page and start our new chapter with DA uh, as our head coach. In, um, our head coach in, and I'm hoping – Winston is our quarterback. Yeah, you know, I, like I think that this is a good move, and I just, just think that by giving P. Carmichael the offensive coordinator spot, to me, I feel like that's that's that tells me that they're going to try to keep Jameis Winston because if they were going to try to go out here and get something different, well, you had P. Carmichael who was willing to step aside, right? So you could have got yourself an old uh, offensive coordinator and maybe got yourself a young quarterback so to me i think the saints are gonna do something you know different <clears throat> you know to say 85 people in here only 35 likes i don't like it uh let's get them up thumbs up the video if you're a true nola fan well yeah man look if you if you like the show and i, I ain't trying to pressure nobody look if you don't you don't roll with it that's fine but for those that do and support the show man just go ahead and hit that like button i really appreciate that Freshly baked apple pies for free and get them while they hot. I'm afraid those apple pies never hot, okay? I mean, just a bunch of hot air. Uh, why every mock draft got the Saints taking a quarterback? Because they don't respect Jameis Winston, that's why. And just like you have so many of these people out here that don't feel like a narrative can be changed from a quarterback. It's so ridiculous that people aren't looking at how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization were was at that particular time when they signed this dude. They were he was the first pick overall for a reason. Okay, you you don't become you don't get the first pick overall when your team is successful. No, you do not. You get it when your team sucks. And those people that say, "Oh man, you know they try to do everything they can to make this man successful," that is a lie. Okay, so sometimes as much as we don't like to agree with it. It's about systems. It's about the right system. It's about the right coaching. And I just think that what the Saints have to offer this dude, I think that it's it's much better than what Tampa was offering him out there. Uh, that's our main answer. <clears throat> uh, we need to know at quarterback if Jameis uh, don't want to stay. Jameis wants to stay. <laughs> now, I, look. I, I'm 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 not the, the the smartest man in the world, but if I'm not sure about a team, I don't want to be committed to a team. I'm not gonna be in rehab <laughs> with no with the with the team shirt on. Okay, <laughs> every every shirt that I see, Jameis Winston has a fleur de lis, has a fleur de lis on <laughs> on his shirt. New Orleans Saints. So even though this dude is an unrestricted free agent. The dude is, is committed to the Saints. The question is, are the Saints committed to him? And if so, how much are they committed to him? TJ, your boy CD Juice hasn't uh, stopped trolling Eli yet, bro. Yeah, it's because he deserves to get trolled. And, you know, I, I, I also, I have zero respect for this dude, okay? Because not only is he a sucker, but he a cowardly sucker. Because you didn't have no problem problem after all the games when Cincinnati was making their run in the playoffs you ain't have no problem coming on social media and talking about 
every wide receiver. Once again, you talked about how you, you know, smoking that Tyreek Hill pack. The the uh, you know, you're talking about the offensive Tennessee Titan pack. You were he was smoking that pack, he was coating that pack, all that packing he was doing. Then all of a sudden, like you get embarrassed in front of a nationally televised audience. Now all of a sudden you're gonna go running high. Nah, bro, keep that same energy. If you saying that you all that in the hot wheel track. Then come out here in, in, in the middle of a loss and say, man, you know what? I'm still going to be bigger and stronger. I mean, even when you came out there with that comment, all I read was zesty comment. I, I read that, you know, in the back of my mind, I was reading it. I didn't read it out loud, but I just thought of the most zesty voice that you can possibly think of. You know what I'm saying? When I was reading, you know what I'm saying, his comments, like it was just, it was just so zesty. You know what I'm saying? Zesty like, like soap. I mean, it was zesty. Tested like a salad. Like, don't don't come out here two, three days later and talk about I'm back and, and y'all then y'all then we y'all then woke up a, a sleeping giant. You ain't never been a giant, okay? Yeah, you used to be a giant, a New York giant, but you ain't never been a giant in the league. Nobody respects this dude. Seriously, <clears throat> you got wide receivers, cornerbacks play your same position, have zero respect for you. And you know why people don't have respect for Eli Apple because he's a coward. He's a mama's boy, and he's absolutely pathetic because this is a dude that, to me, felt like he had to talk his way into relevancy. Anybody else that plays that position, they're going to make people say their name. They're going to make people say their name not by going out here with a Twitter handle, but they're going to go out there and show it in their works alone. And, yeah, he had a decent season. And if he would have shut his behind up, people were like, man, you know, man, Eli Apple, man, he playing much better. But – it just shows me, man, this dude has no spine. He gets no respect for me because if you're going to talk all that talk and talk about all these receivers, then all of a sudden, like, you got you go out there and get posterized on national television in front of the biggest audience the NFL had to offer the all season long, right? But yet you're going to turn around and talk about, oh, man, I'm going to get better. Y'all done woke something up. Man, we ain't wake nothing up. Go sit your ass down somewhere. And tell your mama, please stop living vicariously through you, making you look bad, man. Seriously. Like, this is a person that I feel like has absolutely nothing going for herself besides the fact that she feels like the only thing that's worked is the fact that she's Eli Apple's mom. Sad, man. Sad stuff right there. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like she, I, she's this lady, I'm pretty sure, like, I think she was a journalist. She used to write. She had all these different things. You think about Larry Fitzgerald's dad, right? <clears throat> Larry Fitzgerald's dad is a, is a sports writer. Been writing in Minnesota the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Great. Like, think about this. Your son is arguably one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. You don't see Larry Fitzgerald's uh, dad all on, on the TV. Man, my son is bona fide. He's certified. Man, he, he the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't see none of that stuff. It's, it's pathetic. Pathetic. Sad, man, sad stuff. And you would think that he would have enough of a spine to say, Mom, you know what I'm saying? This ain't a good look right here. I appreciate what you're doing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like you need to chill out a little bit, okay? Need to do what Patrick Mahomes need to tell his brother Jackson and his wife, Brittany. All right? Chill the hell out, right? But instead, he sits up here and looks like the biggest mama boy you ever seen in your entire life. Sad stuff, bro. Sad stuff. I have absolutely no respect for that dude, man. A real... A real G 
a person that got some some a spine is gonna come out here and say, "Yeah, man, it got me," but I'm gonna come back work harder the day of or the next day. Okay, you're not gonna take two three days to respond. That, that that's 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 some punk stuff, man. That's punk stuff, straight up. Tyree says, "I hope Jameis Winston um, have a Matthew Stafford type year next year, bring this team to the Super Bowl and win it all, and Michael Thomas." Have a Cooper Cup year, even though I think Michael Thomas is better. Well, I'm hoping for all that. And I think Michael Thomas should be motivated. I mean, he hasn't played in like two years, so he has a lot to prove. Uh, he didn't say a giant, he said demon. Giant, demon, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I look, Mocha, I'm just pretty much paraphrasing it. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I when I read it, it was just full of zest. Okay. I I, I mean, I'm pretty much paraphrasing it. But he was a giant, he was a demon, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of them things, like, I feel like he is. I mean, what he is is a, a scared little man. You know what I'm saying? Got the Oedipus complex. Why nobody is speaking on Dennis Allen record as a head coach with the Raiders? Uh, Because we just basically beating a dead horse right now. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, he was 8 and 28. We, we mentioned that on the show. All right? If you go back into the archives, I pretty much said that. I don't want to keep on, like, beating up on that. The guy's the head coach. It is what it is. It's not going to change. It ain't going to be like, oh, Gail Benson going to be wake up in the morning. She's going to read Wikipedia and be like, oh, he was 8-28. Now nah, we need to go in a different direction. The dude is the coach, so we just have to deal with it. Regardless of what his record was previous, you know, just got to deal with it. Live with it. Keep it moving. Shout out to the hosts of the State of Saints podcast, TJ Jones. Jerry, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, TJ uh, talking nothing but facts about Eli, man, the dude Eli working for insurance company now. Can't guarantee you any coverage. <laughs> look, I look, I, I just don't respect anybody that talks a bunch of noise. And then when it's your time, you know I'm saying to look uh, looking embarrassed or the chickens coming home to roost, so to speak, you go and hide. That that's just a punk move right there. That, that that's a punk move. Boy, if he stay in Cincinnati and we play them next year, I can only imagine what Michael T is gonna do with him. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I don't know how true this is, but I, I did hear at one time when they both were at Ohio State, uh, Michael Thomas was guarding, I mean, Eli Apple was guarding Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas was getting the best of him. I mean, just, you know, misusing, abusing a dude. And then he went over there to the defensive coordinator and said, man, you need to, y'all need to recruit a cornerback that can, <laughs> that can guard me. So I don't know how true that is. I want to say somebody told that story. But I, seen, I, I seen it on social media. Uh, I don't know if they are true that is, but if it is, it's hilarious. Uh, shout out to the Who That Nation chat line podcast. Yeah, man, shouts out to CB, uh, you know, Carly. Uh, also, shouts out to Big Q. Uh, shouts out to him, man. Um, uh, my guy, Ross Jackson, Deuce Winner, man. Shouts out to all the, uh, you know, Saints podcasts out there. Hoodie Jew, you know, uh, Aaron, Black and Gold Breakdown podcast, Mask Up. You know, he's starting out. Uh, you know, good luck to your brother. Keep on putting that content out, man. Don't don't get discouraged. Keep on working. Keep your head down. Keep keep yourself focused. You know, shouts out to all the people that that, that are doing podcasts, man. Uh, why are we even discussing a walking shadow? Uh, I want to say because Jerry, you know, Jerry talked about he was uh trolling them, and that led to like people talking about you know trolling them. But yeah, I'm kind of off that, man. I, I'm, I'm look, he pretty much showed us who he is. It is what it is, you know. I mean, 
I don't have no respect for nobody like that. It's not even about him talking about the city. I mean, it's a part of it, but uh, it's just the fact that you threw the brick high, hit your hand. You know what I'm saying? And then you hid behind your mama. Like your mama came out with a comment before you. Oh, look at my baby. There are over 2,600 people that played in the Super Bowl. And my and Eli Apple was one of them. Six years. Uh, unlike Larry Fitz, uh, senior mama Apple all up in TV, all up in the video, all up on Twitter. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, she living vicariously, uh, through them. You know, like even like it, she's worse than LeVar Ball. You know what I'm saying? Like LeVar Ball to me, LeVar Ball is putting himself out there. Like he's putting himself out there to brand his kids. Like rather you like LeVar or not. He's putting himself out there, but he, he, he's he's pushing a product, right, to help to elevate his kid's brain. Her, like, she just basically just using this dude's light, you know what I'm saying, and, and shining it on herself. Like, just pathetic content, man. Like, just putting up, like, just pure desperation, trying to get attention, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, like, I, I don't know, man. It, it just seemed like, to me, it's more about, Oh, I'm Eli Apple Mama, so pay attention to me more so than just I'm Eli Apple Mom. You know what I'm saying? Like a mom gonna look out for their kids. You know, like they, they if they see somebody like pressing their kids, they gonna they gonna say something about it. But the way that she does it, man, it, it's like she's a she's using him. She's living vicariously through this dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like she wanted attention her whole entire life and never got it until she had a son that can do something that's extraordinary, like playing the NFL. Sad man, <clears throat> look, I don't know what Paxton is gonna be. And for those that don't know, Paxton is my two-year-old son. I don't know what Paxton is gonna be. Paxton can be a doctor, a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Some other job, you know what I'm saying? Or he even be an athlete. If he just so happens to be an athlete, I'm not gonna be all up on the TV, all up on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, trying to brand myself based on his accomplishments. His accomplishments are his accomplishments. It's his, okay? And, and, and you need to do something that, that makes yourself feel accomplished, not just being the fact that you are Annie Apple, Eli Apple mom. It's, it's sad, bro. It's sad. This lady got to be like about 45, almost 50. You know what I'm saying? And you just sitting up there talking about young boys sliding into my DMs. Seriously? You're a grown woman with a grown son. You got, I think you got more than one son. And you sitting up here talking about somebody sliding into your DMs. Like, bro, say it, bro, say it. Uh, TJ, uh, we have to get a power bag uh, to help AK. Uh, also, I need your T-shirt hoodie size <coughs> so I can send you uh, custom uh, fix uh, merch. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. I, I send that to you. And I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. I appreciate that, man. And keep on doing what you're doing. And as far as the power back, yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's about that time, man. It's about that time you get that power back. Uh, TJ is talking hard today, man. Roasting Eli Apple crab apple. I mean, look, dude roast himself. You know what I'm saying? Like he roast himself. Like this dude, like they say <laughs> in wrestling, if you if you watch wrestling, they say he worked himself into a shoot. You know, that's, that's basically what he did. Like all this talking just made himself like this look horrible horrible man paul says oh uh we hire eli and let mike t get his confidence back and humiliating him 
Well, I don't think uh, I don't think Mike T uh, has issues with his confidence. Uh, I just think that Mike T just kept his head down, trying to stay focused, and I think he's gonna come back and be better. TJ, what are your top three Saints moments outside the Super Bowl win in two thousand nine? Uh, they first playoff win would be one. <clears throat> that, that's still like to me, you know, outside of that Super Bowl championship because I was actually there. Um, the second one uh, to me is a couple of years ago when they played the Washington then Redskins when they came back with like five minutes left. Okay, that that was a that was a special game to me, and probably the third one. Um, it would probably be that NFC Championship game, man. Garrett Hartley kicking that field goal to send the Saints to the Super Bowl. Because, um, you know, that that's pretty special right there. And I'm pretty sure they probably had some other moments I could think of, uh, like Deuce McAllister stiff-arming a guy with no helmet on, Kyle Terrelly throwing a Jets helmet into the stands, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Ricky Williams doing interviews uh, with his helmet on all his whole Ricky season. Uh, man, just – I mean, they had so many different moments, man. Um, the first uh, moment I can just think of, and I mean, you know, that's going to stand the test of time. This honorable mention is just Joe Horn with the cell phone uh, on primetime television. I think that was probably one of the best. But, you know, probably a top three. Definitely, you know what I'm saying, definitely uh, the ones that I just mentioned. That Washington Redskins game, they could always live forever, you know. And I, I want to say this, too. I want to say this one, too. They didn't win this game. They didn't win it. But it proved to a lot of people that the Saints were for real. And this was in 2006 when they went to Heinz Field and they took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They didn't win that game. Like, a lot of people, y'all see a triple reverse. by Parker, you know, Willie Parker like ran all over the Saints, but it was just the fact that they played so tough. And I think it just showed you like that their team was for real, that you can go up there to high field and give the, the Pittsburgh Steelers all that they can handle. So uh TJ, do you expect Paulson Adebo to have a sophomore slump, or do you think he uh takes the next step? Also, do you think uh, we should make him uh, check Mike T in practice? I believe it'll make him better. Um, I do think that he's going to take the extra step because the guy's smart, man. The dude reminds me so much of Richard Sherman, too. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, to me, he's even more athletic than Richard Sherman. The dude is a smart player. He understands all the offense or what they're going to throw at him. He understands that he's probably going to get more targets thrown at him. And as you can see, like the last – few games of the season you can arguably say he probably was playing better than Lattimore was I mean I, I'm pretty confident in saying that I like Paulson Adebo I always have and I, I told people you know when people were trying to talk about this guy you know I know he gave up that play against the Atlanta Falcons and people were like man this dude suck yada 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 this that and the third I warned people I said man this dude gonna be special I said he probably gonna give up some plays but eventually this dude gonna pan out and as you can see, the next time he played the Falcons, I mean, he had that one-hand interception, and he almost caught an interception over his head like a wide receiver. So sky's the limit for Paulson Adebo. And I like the fact that he's he's confident, you know? Like, I, I like that about him. You know, he has am amnesia, and you need that at the cornerback position. 
Big Q was live, TJ, and Hoodie Jube live. What a great Friday night for the Who That Nation. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, shouts out to all those brothers, man, doing doing a live thing. Yeah, man, I, I just thought that uh, I'd get on live and, you know, talk a little bit, man. It's been a while since I actually did a live show behind the camera a couple of times, man. I mean, honestly, I just didn't feel like putting up the green screen. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> There's a green screen behind me, man. I just didn't feel like putting it up, you know, putting it up and putting it down and, then also, you know, I'm, I'm watching my son, and y'all know Paxton, man, he, he good for a good cameo. And now he's, like, at that point where he, you know, starting to identify who I am. So he's like, dad, 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 you know, like, <laughs> you know, and now he's trying to, you know, trying to find himself, man. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy to be here, man, happy to uh, be doing a live show with everybody. And um, shouts out to all of you, man, spending your Friday. And I'm going to take a few more uh, questions, then we'll get up out of here. My same question again, TJ, do you think we keep Armstead? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think we're keeping Teron Armstead. Uh, it's a tough decision to make, uh, but I just think that Teron Armstead, uh, based on uh, the market, he definitely going to be like one of those free agents that's going to demand a certain amount of money, and teams are going to be willing to pay him. Uh, but one team in particular would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, after what I seen Joe Burrow go through, my freaking goodness. Um, they need to be loading up the brink truck and, and parking it in front of Teron Armstead's house. Um, look, it's a business at the end of the day. Uh, him leaving the New Orleans Saints doesn't change the fact that he is definitely one of the greatest uh, off uh, left tackles that the Saints have ever had. Uh, he's definitely a leader of men, and I respect the hell out of him. But, I mean, like I said, it's a business. Um, he has to do what's best for his family. I think he has three kids. He has, a, you know, two twin daughters and a son. And um, got to do what's best for him, man, you know. Got to do what's best for yourself. You're in your 30s. You want to go out there and get that maximum paycheck before it's time for you to hang up the cleats. And, uh, you know, I wish him all the best. Uh, if he end up staying with the Saints, that would surprise the hell out of me because you got so many other guys that you can, you, you got to pay. And the, what he's going to demand on open market, I don't think the Saints are going to be able to afford him. It's going to be like one of those situations with uh with uh <clears throat> Hendrickson. The host uh, was on a Debo from the jump. Yeah, I, man, look, I got so much respect for that dude. And I said, man, all the reason he, he landed to the Saints in the third round is because he didn't play uh, in a year when he, you know, of the COVID year. You know, he decided to sit out. And I think it just hurt uh, hurt his draft stock, but it. It benefited the Saints. TJ, it's time we draft another safety. Got any uh, prospects in mind? Nope. Uh, I, I think, you know what I'm saying, I don't know if you want to go young. I would try to see if I can get get a, a safety uh, in free agency. Unless, you know, I don't see any, like, I don't see any top safeties that just jump off the board to me, you know. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying, and then also uh, people have to know that I'm pretty sure, like, once Malcolm Jenkins leaves, you're probably going to see C.J. Garner-Johnson, like, slide into that role. He probably played nickel, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that he probably going to slide into that role, and they probably going to end up getting themselves another guy who can play nickel. And I don't know how, how much they're going to, you know. I mean, you still got Bradley Roby coming back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, P.J. Williams, I'm pretty sure he probably going to move on. Um, he played good enough for him to get a couple good years, you know, it's a two, three year deal. Um, it just happened. You know, the Saints been playing around with this dude year after year, justifiably so, by the way. I'm not gonna sit up here and just say, Oh, 
you know, just because uh, P.J. Williams played his best year as a Saint this year, me, you know, said I, I, I got to, you know, just block out all the terrible years he's had. But uh, he definitely deserves to get himself a contract. And so you're going to have to find yourself trying to get another person at safety. We have by far the sexiest uniforms in the league, go Saints. <laughs> uh, look, I, I like the black and gold. You know, I, I like the black and gold. I think they need to have different variations of it, but it's not too bad. Uh, TJ, what's going on with the running back situation? So you think we get help for AK or will we uh, need to replace AK? Well, I think you're going to need to replace him because he's going to get suspended. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just as simple as that, okay? You can't stomp a guy on live video, you know what I'm saying, and have him out here looking like Martin did on the episode of Martin when Tommy hit Hitman Hearns for him, you know, and think that you're going to be able to play week one. Uh, I think that you're going to have to find yourself somebody. You know, I don't know if they're going to just try to get somebody, you know, for the time being. We've seen them do that in the past where, you know, they get themselves a pass catching running back and, you know, uh, you know, until uh, AK or, you know, saying the other running backs come back to the cavalry comes. Uh, but I think that you need to draft yourself somebody, you know, to draft yourself somebody that can run in between the tackles and also be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I think that it would be beneficial uh, to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but they need to figure out something. They need to figure out something. Uh, what about the new football league that's coming in April? New Orleans has a football team. Yeah, man, that's that's exciting right there, man. I seen, uh, man, the colors are dope. Look, I, I'm all for, like, you know, extra football. You know, I understand the NFL is the NFL. But, look, everybody's not going to go to the NFL. And um, I, I just think that, you know, guys need another outlet. So I'm all for it. You know, I never understood, like, why people be upset and be like, oh, man, this league trash. Like, why would you want to, you know, not want a guy who's passionate um, about uh, doing what they love to do in football? And maybe they can't be on this level. Why would you want them to destroy their dream and just pack it up because they can't make it on one level? I mean, just to think about that, right? Just think about if it's something that you really are passionate about. And there's only one outlet for that, right? You know, there's only one outlet. Like, I, you know, I, I tell people I'm a little bit of a historian. I told y'all that before. It's like Hollywood, right? You know what I'm saying? Like in Hollywood, there's like maybe like four or five different agencies, right? That you can belong to. If you don't go in in with those agencies, you're not going to make it in Hollywood. That's just how it went. So people used to go to Hollywood. They can't make it. They cry. They sob. They go back home, go work on their their parents' farm or uh, go work at some some mom and pop shop somewhere in, in 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 the Midwest, but now you don't have to worry about those five uh, corporations, right? Now you can get behind a camera and create your own brand. You can create do your own thing, right? So I'm I'm all for guys going out there following their dreams and AFL being available. I'm happy for those guys to get themselves a second chance, you know, and some of them even a third chance. Some of them probably play in the XFL. Probably move on to AAF, you know, and also, you know, now they're trying to try to AF, AFL. So I'm, I'm excited for those guys. And I'm excited to see some football, you know, in the spring. TJ, how would you design us uh, some gold uniforms? Uh, man, I would have to, I would have to, uh, I'm have to think about that one, uh, Keen Arthur. But thank you for the $2. I'm going have to think about that one. I have to probably have to holler at my uh, big brother, EJ, uh, uh, you know, a pick six blog world for that one. You know, like he the one that's the artist in the family. <laughs> I just talk. Uh, we need to be in the market for another good lineman. 
because I honestly don't trust or don't like Hurst. I know Ramchek moving over, uh, but I hope we can find better. Uh, Tidra, uh, look, James Hurst it was solid. You know, he a backup for a reason, but based on him being a backup, he was pretty damn solid. Okay, and that's that's all you can ask for. You know, but yes, I do agree. I, I'm I'm excited to see what Landon Young is going to do. You know, I, I think that people uh, aren't really paying that much attention to him. He played pretty solid. I want to say he played guard uh, in the Carolina Panthers game, and man, he he pancaked somebody. So <clears throat> his confidence is only going to get better. He's only going to get you know what I'm saying into NFL shape. So I'm excited to see what this dude can do. And he played tackle, so won't surprise me if you actually see this dude playing left tackle if, if Teron Armstead leaves and if he has a really good pa- uh, campaign uh on the offensive line during training camp thanks for another great show tj mask up appreciate you man thank you uh and we'll end it with a few inevitable says i just hope we don't have a release as many players as we did last offseason <clears throat> i apologize for coughing man my, my sinuses are acting up folks i apologize for that but I don't think you're going to see uh, so, so many releases. The problem was COVID happened and the salary cap didn't change, you know, because of, you know, lack of fans and all the other things that were going on, you know, it, it hurt the Saints. But now you have the cap going up, so, it'll you know, it'll make it better. So I think they'll be just fine. Do you think Landon Young will take T-Stairs' role? I think I pretty much answered that mask up uh yeah you know if he if he plays okay nothing is given i don't feel like he should be given anything he has to earn it okay just like i feel like they need to go out here and get themselves another guard because caesar oes look like slow and you shouldn't just guarantee this man gonna get his job i mean he looked like straight slow i mean this dude was a first round pick and he looked like you know he was undrafted free agent you had guys on the offensive line undrafted play better than this dude I'm so old. I remember when Marcus Dupree ran wild for the old New Orleans Breakers. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. The best that never was. Uh, y'all check that out on a 30 for 30 uh, ESPN. I, mean, I love those documentaries, man. I need to bring it back. I don't know if uh, it's been a while since they did those 30 for 30. Uh, but yeah, Marcus Dupree running back. I want to say he went to Oklahoma. Supposed to be like, you know, Adrian Peterson and Herschel Walker ran all, all in one. And, you know, like, but, you know, it just didn't happen for him. So, yeah, I definitely remember that. Manuel Sanders, a free agent again. Maybe you can bring him back. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he still wants to play. But at this stage, man, I think he want to play for a contender. Uh, I think the Saints can um make it appealing for him. But based on what I've seen, um. I think you need to go in another direction, man. This brother about 35 years old. He can still run. He's a Chris Route runner, but I think you can get younger, man. And I don't feel bad about saying that because Emmanuel Sanders is an incredible, talented guy. Definitely going to have uh, be a broadcaster in, in the future. You know what I'm saying? I don't know he's going to – I'm pretty sure a bidding war is going to start uh, based on that brother, you know what I'm saying, how t- articulate he is and how talented he is behind the mic. So, um you know, I, I I think the Saints are probably going to go younger. You know, Roe's first round, uh, man, horrible to think about that. 
Could have got somebody else. Could have got somebody else. Listen to Raw Jackson and Big Q about the salary cap. We we got this. Mickey Loomis uh, done it before, and he'll do it again. Uh, man, speaking of Ross, man, I'm going to try to see if I can get him on the show next week. Uh, man, we're about to bring back the interviews, man. I know it's been a while uh, since I've been doing interviews, but I'm going to try to get some interviews for everybody, man. I enjoy doing interviews, uh, talking to different people, you know. So definitely going to be uh, putting in a lot of interviews and requesting a lot of individuals to be a part of the State of Saints podcast. So keep it locked, man. Um, As soon as I work things out with Ross, I know he's been busy, man, everything going on with the traveling and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So once he gets settled and we agree on the time, Definitely going to be excited about getting that guy, that brother back on the show. Uh, the Marcus Dupree 30 for 30 is an intriguing look into promise, talent, and player recruitment. Well, I think my favorite one, my favorite 30 for 30 was Pony Excess. You know what I'm saying? That's the one about this SMU Mustangs. That's that's probably the best one. Um, I'm also, uh, that the, the Marcus Dupree, the best it never was. Um, those are probably two of my favorites right there. Uh, Coasting is old. He can't run anymore. Who talked about Marcus Coast? <laughs> Who talked about Marcus Coast? Some cat just said, Bray back Coasting. Uh, the Friday Night Spears must be kicking in. <laughs> uh, man, what they want Bray back Marcus Coasting for? Put him in the ring of honor? I don't think he in there yet. I know they ain't talking about him running. Look, Marcus Coasting is happy, man. Marcus Coasting is living his best life. He saved up his money. Uh, he's investing in a lot of things. Man, we don't need to see Marcus Coast. Now I put Callaway in the slot. He plays better than Traquan. Uh, I don't think they're bringing Traquan back, to be honest with you. Uh, you do a hell of a job, brother. Paul, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you, you know, for – man, there's so much stuff y'all can be doing right now. There's so many other podcasts and other content that y'all can choose from. So, man, thank y'all. Like, I really do. Man, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I, I mean, the final thought is very, very simple, folks. Um, we just need to have an appreciation for this this moment right here. You know, it's an exciting time to be a Saints fan. You know, and, and I don't want to say your your loyalty is questioned, but you know, but but there are a lot of uncertainties about this team, and there's a lot of things that are going to be uncertain, and there's going to be moments where we do feel pretty vulnerable. But I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited to not know what's going to happen, right? To see a brand new coach, to see if this team can be able to mesh, see if they can capitalize on the defensive success they had. Can they can they grab a get an offense that can counteract what they're trying to do defensively? I mean, can they do what they did defensively? Can they build on that, right? What players are you going to bring in? Where are they going to go with the draft? I'm excited about all that. And when people up there shivering in the corner, I'm not, man, because my loyalty to this team is not conditional, okay? It's not being on a condition that y'all bring in this quarterback or bring in this free agent or hire this coach. I mean, it, it's all about my love for this team. And regards to what happens, I don't care if the Saints have the best record in the NFC or even if, you know what I'm saying, they at the bottom of the barrel. Guess what? I'm still going to be saying who they and I'm not going to be happy because a person be like, man, I told you so. I'm not going to be happy about that. Why would you be happy about wanting this team to fail? Why would you even want to put that energy into the air? I don't know about y'all, but I don't like being around negative energy. I don't like to be around that. I like to be around positive energy. So 
I understand that this can be nerve wracking. I understand that we haven't seen success uh, outside of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. But I am not going to sit up here and just say that the Saints cannot sustain success or go to the next level because Sean Payton and Drew Brees are no longer here. Those guys, to me, they like Moses, you know what I'm saying? They set the tone, right? And like Aaron, you know what I'm saying? Not, not Aaron from the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast, but Aaron picked up the staff and he carried, you know what I'm saying, carried the ball, you know what I'm saying? And he carried the, you know what I'm saying, carried the squad, carried the Israelites. Dennis Allen, it's his turn to lead and um, have an appreciation for that and uh, get this guy opportunity. You know, he might fall flat on his face, but hey, get a guy opportunity. I'm not for, just not for that negativity, man. Stay positive. But this has been a State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. Really do appreciate it. Before you go, go ahead and hit that like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. State of the Saints podcast brought to you by manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Four million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. I recommend the new Lawnmower 4.0 for Manscaped. It's a good item. They have so many other items you can choose from. Use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase. All one word in lowercase letter, State of Saints. Save that 20% off. Uh, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, and also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?